Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. The United States of America, the greatest country this world has ever known. This show is lovingly logical, proudly patriotic, convincingly conservative, and reliably right. his name and you think you know his story now get to know how he thinks this is the bob cordaro show on wilk news radio oh yes it is 907 here at wilk i'm sue henry i'm sitting in for bob this week but today is the last day Bob will be back on Monday after his uh, time off, so that'll be good. We all look forward to that, so uh, don't you worry, he'll be here. In the meantime, though, we have his show to do, and I invite you on it today. On on Friday, I think we should be uh, a little bit more accepting of your ideas if you have them. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. Today, I give you leeway to talk about whatever you want. Okay. Usually we try to stay in the rails and then people will call up with something way off topic and it kind of, I don't know, sometimes throws off everything. But today we'll just be ready for it. And if you have things that you want to talk about before we go to the weekend, that's great. If something's bothering you, which I know in our lives that tends to be the case and you want to discuss it, I invite you on the show. 570-883-0098. 1-800-437-0098. And today for uh, music, we have a, a plan that was suggested to me in the parking lot yesterday by Paul Michaels. I should just let Paul think up all my ideas because he always has something that is great. And he had to, two different things. And I thought we would do the one that is uh, most appropriate because of the Pittston Tomato Festival, which kicked off yesterday and is always a great success. Every year it's bigger, it's better, it's it's so much fun. Pittston is a great little town and they do such a nice job running it and taking care of it. They have uh, pride of ownership, which is good. And I, I think it can serve as an inspiration for other little towns around the area. And it, do you have a favorite little town in our area that you feel deserves 
our attention. Let me know what it is. You can even send it in by text. Uh, We were talking in the office this morning about uh, some of the, the, the little towns that we have that are that are absolutely extraordinary. So somebody told me this morning they were in Stroudsburg recently and they, they couldn't believe how nice it looked. Well, I believe it. Haven't been there in a while, but I bet it's great. Uh, Bloomsburg is super cute. Their downtown is is nice and right off the main drag is, I, I believe, their historical society building and that's always quaint. Tunkhannock. I love Tunkhannock. It's just so great. The people who live there are super, super nice. Uh, those are just some of them. If you have one, let me know what it is. What's your favorite little town here? And today we have Italian crooners for you on WILK, which I think kind of fits the motif of, of what Bob does. So I'm sure he wouldn't be upset with that. We have some of the most esteemed artists who are uh, Italian-Americans and who have done very, very well on the charts. And you know most of them. You probably know all of them. So we'll play uh, their work today. I think that sounds like fun. And let me know about the little towns. When I was a kid, I I grew up in in Fleetville, which was uh, a gas station. Two stores in the, the post office was in one of the little stores, and I don't think it was there much longer after I left, but I'm, I can't say for sure because I haven't lived there in a very, very, very long time. But there's just something quaint about that. You got to choose which little store you would go to. And if you wanted to mail things, you would choose the one that had the post office in it. And it's even hard to believe they had a post office there. But, of course, they had mail in the rural areas, so that makes sense. Um, Clark Summit is really cute. Nicholson, I like. Factoryville. Some of those Lackawanna County towns. Oliphant. I always had a lot of fun in Oliphant. I had one of my friends live there, and we went there quite a bit to hang out. That was a good one. So we have them. I mean, sometimes we lose sight of of how great we do have it. Uh, Jim Thorpe. Take the train round trip from Pittston, Mountaintop, and Whitehaven to Jim Thorpe on the weekends. (laughs) <laughs> That's a good idea. I I was talking to some people uh, yesterday at uh, the Tomato Festival. They were from the Jim Thorpe area. And now the guy uh, lives in Old Forge because uh, he married a, a gal from, I think it was Old Forge. He married a gal from up the line. So he lives in Old Forge, which is another nice little town. So we have them. And it, sometimes we lose sight because it's right in front of us. Anyway, yesterday we were talking about... The uh, Maui emergency chief who has resigned for, I I always love this, health reasons. I I also like uh, the reason which I see people resign for, which is to to spend more time with their family. Really? Maui emergency chief resigns after defending choice not to activate sirens during wildfire. Yeah, I think he said he didn't want to wake anybody up because it was late. I'm kidding. He didn't say that, but he did have some other screwy reason why he did it. This was uh, one of the people who had absolutely no experience whatsoever in emergency management and had the top job. 
we love, don't we love failing upward in our lives? When we see people failing upward, we're so proud of them, aren't we? Anyway, the the head of Maui's emergency management agency stepped down yesterday, uh, just one day after he defended his controversial decision not to activate the island-wide alarm system as wildfires ripped across the island. He uh, resigned for health reasons, according to the mayor, and it was effective uh, immediately. I wonder who will replace them. That's a good question, too. The The mayor said, given the gravity of the crisis we are facing, my team and I will be placing someone in this key position as quickly as possible. And I look forward to making that announcement soon. So uh, this guy that resigned his uh, qualifications came into question after he fell under criticism on his chosen course of action when alerting the residents to evacuate his flames race toward their homes. Uh, During a media briefing on Wednesday, uh, the former chief said he doesn't regret failing to sound the blaring alarms when aggressively pressed by a reporter who insinuated that the system could have saved hundreds of lives. He asserted that the sirens are typically reserved for tsunami warnings and that Hawaiians are trained to seek higher ground when they're set off. So what he was trying to say is that uh, perhaps people would run toward the danger if the alarms were set off? I don't know. Maybe in a a situation like this, it should be uh, by any means necessary in order to protect people. But this was a guy who (laughs) just didn't didn't have it. When my father-in-law was alive, he used to watch the Phillies, and he'd say to me, "Hun, this pitcher just doesn't have it. And that would be his reasoning as to why the Phillies would lose that day. This guy, of course, just didn't have it. And maybe it was time for him to go. Where we live, I think we've had people in emergency management that I I know that have been pretty good about it. Whenever we've had problems here, and we've had so many over the years that it's not even funny because we live next to these rivers and sometimes they have a tendency to go out of their banks and if you were here in 2011, you probably remember the calamity when uh, the uh, the the river almost came over its banks in Wilkesbury and in the surrounding areas. Many people did lose their properties due to the fact that uh, they were flooded, and that does happen when you live near a river. But I always thought that the people that we had here who were in charge during that time span were really good at their jobs and they seemed to have their ducks lined up and uh, Luzerne County had a a really nice emergency management facility where everybody hung out and got the news about uh, the river. So that was big. 96 too, we had uh, some real problems because we had a big snowfall and then we had a big melt and that was close to being catastrophic. So I I like that the people who are in charge here generally have a grasp on reality and understand it. And I'm sure if they made mistakes, they would certainly admit to it. I know the gauge got stuck in uh, 11 and the river was actually not crested when all of us were standing on the 8th Street Bridge. But that's neither here nor there because we live to tell the tale and I'm fine with that, I don't think that that was their fault. That seemed to be some kind of a mechanical error. So if you want to talk about that, great. Um, there will be a, a concert in Wilkes-Barre 
over the weekend on Public Square with the Guess Who, which I think is awesome. I'm very, very uh, glad to see that Wilkes-Barre is, is doing some things that are good for the residents. I know people gripe and complain about some of the other things, but let's let's just focus today on some of the stuff they've done recently, which has been pretty successful. Uh, I saw the, uh, the Wilkes-Barre fire chief yesterday, and uh, we were talking about the town, and he was talking about, you know, the, the, the progress that Wilkes-Barre has made, and I agree. When I was here a long time ago in my previous life, there were people who wanted to put that skate park in Wilkes-Barre, and then there were people who were adamantly opposed to it, saying that it was a liability issue, which I thought was, I guess, a concern, but at the same time, when we look at giving kids things to do so they stay out of trouble, giving kids things to do so they stay out of trouble, to me, seems to supersede some of the liability issues. And, and that park was open. And uh, to all accounts, seems to be a huge success where you have younger kids with older kids. And it seems as though the older kids are being good to the younger kids and showing them how to do tricks on the boards and whatever. And I think that's great. So to have the the guess who come to Wilkes-Barre, I think is nice. And I'm glad somebody thought of this idea. That's what the public square is for. It really is. And I think that in our lives, we should use some of these assets more effectively. This concert is on Saturday. The guess who uh, will play a free concert. And uh, Dustin Douglas and the Electric Gentleman will open. You should go for both because Dustin Douglas is a really talented guy and not just because I taught him at King's, but he's he's really a remarkable uh, young man and his band is really great. So they're going to close some of the roads down and have a concert on, on Public Square, which I think is great. And if you look back on your history, you probably remember some of the people that have uh, pay, that played on Public Square. Marshall Crenshaw, that was great. I love him. Uh, this group called Tuck and Patty played there once. They're jazz, and uh, their niece is uh, the famous St. Vincent. And I didn't, of course, know of St. Vincent when they played there, but they were magnificent, and they played there. And yesterday we talked about Richie Havens playing there, and you probably remember a lot more people. The Spin Doctors played there, for crying out loud, and they had a huge crowd. Some people said it was the, the most people they had ever seen on Public Square. And I think that's great. So good for the area, good for all of us. Here's a, another town that, that's trying. I know that some people think they can try harder, but you make these incremental moves and all of a sudden you have a great success. So that's all good. I'm glad. Send me a text about your favorite small town and uh, tell me who you saw in Public Square. I just told you who I saw. I probably saw more people. It will uh, strike me as I sit here who I saw, but I'm I'm always glad when there's something for people to do. Um, hmm. No, let me think about it. I'm not sure. I've been to so many events that it's not even funny. But if you have other things to talk about, why don't you talk about this? I love that too, by the way, the salty nature of people. Then, okay, I'm going to give you the uh, stage here today and you can talk about it if you want to, big boy. Somebody wrote in that Dushore is a great little town. Have driven through it, but not attend it. Montrose, that's a cute one up there. Yeah, so keep them coming. Where, where do you think that uh, we, we should be focusing? 
I say on some of these little towns that are cute. Oh, somebody said Leon Redbone was at the Fine Arts Fiesta. I believe it. He was a sort of a subtle guy, but I would I would see. Probably in the early 90s, I had an armful of small children, though, so I don't think I saw that one because I was super preoccupied. For those of you who don't know, I have uh, three children, and they were born three and a half years apart. They were very little all at once, which I think is uh, sometimes a blessing in life because now they're all grown up and they're close in age. But when they were little, they were tiny little hellions, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, Somebody saw Leslie Gore on the square. Richie Havens, who I did see. That was so remarkable and uh, jaw-dropping. Gary U.S. Bonds and Melanie. That's from our friend Ryan at uh, Fox 56, who's a great guy. Hat tip to Ryan for writing in. He's a he's a good guy. So thank you for that, uh, Ryan. That it's good to use our our, our uh, landmarks for something that brings the community together. I always like to look at those old school pictures of places like Wilkesbury where you see all the people on Public Square, thousands of them. They said uh, in Pittston, when it used to be, you know, Friday night and whatnot, the streets would be so crowded that you couldn't even walk through them. And last night, I'm going to say in Pittston, there were uh, more people than usual, which I think is good. That was due to the start of the Tomato Festival, which runs through the weekend and also has a spaghetti eating contest tomorrow. <laughs> That'll be nice. I can't wait to see that. I hope everybody's okay after it. Hawaii, you are writing in about that. It's becoming apparent that Hawaii Electrical Energy, uh, the Hawaii Electrical Energy producer is uh, – uh, because of adapting to green policies, did not cut the grass down beneath their power lines. That could be. So this happens in a democratic state more than anywhere else. Hawaii is a total solid Democrat state. Total incompetence from the governor on down. I can guarantee it. The fire started just like they do in California. These are all text messages, by the way. They don't clear cut the old timber there. They didn't cut the grass under the power lines in Hawaii. So some of you have uh, laid the blame squarely on the electrical company, which could be true. And I hope that there is an investigation to see who is responsible. And in the aftermath of those, in aftermath of any investigation or investigations that actually the Things that caused this problem will be listed and addressed not only in Hawaii, but in other places as well. Let's face it. That's the way it should be. Milton, Pennsylvania is actually really nice. There are a lot of little shops and occult stuff and restaurants. The occult restaurant. I love it. What a concept. No, that's two different things. But good. Whatever makes you happy. Sometimes we think we have to go very, very far to have a nice vacation, but maybe you can uh, check out one of these small towns. Hey, in the 10 o'clock hour today, Johnny Lucas has a chance to redeem himself as uh, we look at four news stories. Three are real, one is fake, and once again today, I think I've put one in there that uh, screams fake. We'll see how it goes. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. This is Al. What's up, Al? Good morning. How are you today? Not bad so far. That's good. That's good. Uh, I just tuned in, so I missed some of the things you read for the uh, cause of the wildfires. Um, what What was your your reasoning on it? I don't know, Which, Al. I, I that is well beyond my pay grade. I I cannot make a determination. I would let that up to <laughs> investigators. I, I, it, well, it could be anything. It could be uh, careless smoking. It could be, as they say, the grass underneath the power lines was too high. It could be the timber wasn't cut right. I don't know. What do you know? Well, nothing that I know, but my thinking is, I don't know if anybody had brought this up yet, but as I've been listening to different stations or different people talking about it, I didn't hear anything mentioned. And I'm very curious. I would love to know how many electrical EVs were in that area. And who knows, maybe one of the the batteries blew up and started it. You're never going to find that out, Al, if that's the cause. Oh, Forget oh, about I know. it. That would, be, that would be the biggest cover-up of all time. I know, I know. But just think about it. How many EVs were in that area? I, yeah, that's, and, and, it's, it's a good point. I and have, that definitely fueled it. I would definitely say that I can't. It. I can't say that it fueled it, Al, because I don't know, but I think it's uh, certainly everything should be on the table during an investigation, even things that are on the periphery. So I'm not opposed to that. I might t- yeah. tell you later about um, an article that said because due to the danger of electric vehicles, they absolutely should be banned because they're dangerous. And uh, people that, may that disagree is- with that, but they may agree. No, it is true because when Florida, I think it was last year when Florida had that really bad hurricane, they had a couple storms right together. And it got to the point there were so many explosions from those batteries in the cars being towed away that the the tow companies would not even go pick up a car if it was an electrical vehicle. I don't know if you heard that, but I heard that because I know quite a few people that live in Florida. And we didn't hear too much about that up here and actually, I think they're the ones that told me that, that they were actually not, that they were definitely not picking up any EVs because they were blown up and they were blowing up their whole vehicles, the I, tow company. I guess the fires are extremely difficult to put out too, which uh, no, nobody likes. Right. So we'll see what happens. I mean, it, nothing in an investigation, nothing should be ruled out. Everything should be part of it until we ascertain what actually happened. And do you know, too, because um, you you usually know, 
Europe on everything. Um, where the Russian and the China ships were when they were close to our area, where were the, where actually did they encompass? What area? Does anybody know? Because I didn't really hear that either. I have no idea, but I'm trying to look at it now. Look it up now furiously to see. Uh, let's see. Oh, we can't do video, so let's see if there's a news story about where they were. Uh, let's see. Sorry to have to do this on the fly. They were near Alaska. Near Alaska. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean that that seems to be disconcerting to anybody paying attention, but I guess there's more important things going on, right? So you kind of discount uh, it until it becomes a problem. What, what could be more important? Well, than our safety? I what don't know. What could be more important than our safety? Where where the you know, COVID? If we're you not know, here, we don't have to worry about anything. You got that right. <laughs> but there's all these small distractionary items that pop up, and and people seem to uh, follow those breadcrumb trails instead of wondering what happened with those ships. But, Elle, thank you for calling, and have a great weekend. Thank you. You also. It's good to hear you on again. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, somebody wrote in about uh, where where is uh, Senator Maisie Hirano during all this? What a great question. They said usually she has something to say about everything that happens, but where is she now? She has been in the Senate since 2013. And when the White House press secretary was talking about her the other day, she not only did she get her name wrong, but she thought it was a guy, which is odd for a press secretary talking about a senator. There's only a hundred of them. And perhaps not knowing the the gender of the senator and how to say her name is kind of odd. Well, maybe because she's kind of buttoned it up during this. We'll find out, though. And as with all investigations, it would be great to know what actually happened there. Will we? Hard to say. We may be given an answer and find out in 10 years that was completely wrong. I also love that. Yeah, here's your answer. And then people do some digging and they find out that can't possibly be it. Anyway. It's 940 at WLK. 570-883-0098. On Fridays, we let the people run wild on this show. So if you have anything to talk about on the air, please call. If you have anything to talk about uh, through a text, just uh, send a text. It's a good way to just get something out of your system. Sometimes I know you have things to say and you don't want your voice to be recognized because you're in the witness protection program and I get it. I get that. Maybe you just don't want people to know it's you so you don't call. That's fine too. Who wants to go to trivia night with me? I'd love to go. There's one by my house and I always think I got to go there to see if I could use this useless knowledge to win something good. That is actually a song that was written by Kurt Weil and uh, Bertolt Breck for the Three Penny Opera. So that song was actually published on August 31st, 1928. <laughs> oh, yes, the old standards. They're so good. Ella actually received a Grammy nomination for her performance, but she's not an Italian crooner. She's a, a jazz legend, so we're going to leave her out of the mix today. It's all Italian crooners. 
in honor of the Pittston Tomato Festival. 570-883-0098-1-800-437-0098. There was a story in the Times Leader about uh, President Biden and his uh, polling on the economy stagnated, kind of like the economy, am I right? Same thing. And to me, it's amazing that 36% of the people who live in this country actually approve of this guy's handling of the economy because it should be more like zero. And all this this talk I hear about how great things are, I'm sorry, I'm not feeling it. If I feel it, then I would say, yeah, it's actually happening. But I'm not feeling it. And I guess a lot of other Americans are just like me. So the president has devoted a couple of weeks, according to this story from the Times Leader, uh, talking about the positive impact of his policies. But his efforts have yet to uh, register with the public um, because the public isn't totally stupid. At, At some points, you might be able to fool them by calling something the Inflation Reduction Act, but it it ain't. You might fool some of the people, but not all. Only 36% of adults approve of Biden's handling of the economy. Slightly lower than the 42% who approve of his overall performance, according to a polling from the Associated Press and the NRC Center for Public Affairs Research. So this just isn't me saying it. This is actually polling numbers. And to me, in the past, when we would talk about politics and you would see somebody who had a 42% approval, what you would say is that a person is deeply, deeply, deeply in trouble when it comes to his or her next election. In the case of Joe Biden and Donald Trump, however, uh, their approvals are both pretty bad. So to think that one of them could possibly be the next president of the United States gives me a migraine headache because both of them are deeply unpopular. But would one of them be less unpopular than the other? Or When you look at it, it, it almost looks preposterous that these two are possibly, because I leave the door open for sanity to prevail, one of them would possibly be the next president of this country, which has, uh, what, 360 million people in it, and this is the best you can do? Are you sure? Both figures are close to where Biden's approval numbers have stood for about the past year and a half, including just two months ago. Signs of an improving economic outlook have done little to, this is the Associated Press writing, to sway how people feel about the Democratic president as he gears up for his uh, re-election campaign that could pit him against Donald Trump. Poor little America. Uh, job growth is solid. Unemployment, 3.5 percent, very low. While the pace of inflation has slowed sharply over the past year to the annual rate of 3.2 percent, which is really nothing to write home about. I don't think the inflation rate is ever going to go negative, Unless we have some kind of uh, disaster, like another pandemic or something like that, I don't think it's ever going to happen. But at the same time, this is this is not too good. So they talked to uh, about eleven hundred adults, and uh, this is what they came up with. <laughs> they also have a weakness as older candidates which I I guess they ask in polls, even though it doesn't seem very polite. Yes, it does, because it's the presidency and other things, maybe not. But in this, yeah. 
and uh, many, many, many things to talk about. If you want to talk about uh, the the polling we brought up from the Associated Press regarding uh, the handling of the economy by the president, 36 percent approve. That's not good. I'm surprised it's 36 percent. However, for some people, everything is always good. And maybe that's the philosophy we should embrace. Yeah, this is all good. I guess the unemployment numbers is is pretty good. It's low. Inflation is slowing. I guess that's good. But on the other side of the equation, we have uh, possible, we did this story yesterday from CBS Market Watch, we have the possibility, and I hope this doesn't happen, of mortgage rates going over 8%, which certainly is troubling. There are people now who recently got mortgages a few years ago, and they're like 325 So now you're looking at a, a vast and concerning number, which makes people who are looking for a home not able to afford what they used to afford. You can afford something, but now you have to take into account the mortgage rate. And as I said yesterday, it will go down eventually. Where it will end up, I have no idea. But for now, that's concerning. There's a, the prospect of some of these big banks being in real trouble and facing downgrades. So there are some there are some signs the economy is in a weird spot, which may lead to things uh, changing. They, they interviewed a, a woman for the Associated Press in the story who said she was a staunch Democrat and says the economy is mediocre but improving. I do think in many ways they're working very hard at getting the economy back on track post-COVID. It's not really the COVID anymore that is the, the issue, though. It's, it's the spending. And it's, that's, that's been a real linchpin for some of this. And as I point out frequently, and you're probably sick of hearing it, it is tied back to some of the uh, Biden energy policies, which have affected everything from uh, gasoline to stuff you buy in the store. So they're all tied together. One leads to the other like a domino effect. And that's why some of the prices are so high. And uh, people have been on the show talking about other factors as well, uh, trucker shortages and and the like. Uh, but these these energy policies are are hurtful to people. And the winter, unfortunately, is coming again, which means that people are going to have to pay higher prices to heat their homes in one way, shape, or form. Back in the day, there were things that were were more economical. And uh, now you're you're caught. No matter what form of heating you pick, it's going to be costly. We had somebody talking about the cost of propane right now on the show this week, and they said usually it, it's lower now, but it's not too good. You have uh, people that use oil that are paying a, a king's ransom for that. Electricity is is no bargain, and people have been shocked to the core with some of their electrical bills. And some of them were outrageous. I don't even know how they formulated them, but that's up to uh, PPL, I guess, to determine. And I didn't think they did a very good job on that. And uh, which one did I miss? We had electric. Oh, gas. Gas uh, is it's not as cheap as it used to be. But I think there's a there's a is there a decrease coming in the price of gas? Natural gas. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 